0: Come sing, pray, write new music, share testimonies and resources, and grow together with like-minded worship leaders from across the world. Go to LLIW.net to register. I am so happy to be in church. I've been praying with my eyes open today. I, I witnessed an amazing miracle this afternoon. And instead of just saying, well, what's the next miracle I need? I decided to think about walking and leaping and praising God. You know, when we pray with our eyes open, it's not a denial of the challenges we face. It's a recognition of who can deal with our challenges, amen? If you missed last night, I don't know if it's recorded and it will be available for you, but I'm just so blessed to be here and thank you for the invitation to my wife and I to share with you. tonight. Anita asked me, how can we pray? And I said, my prayer would be that the message I share would impact you as it has impacted me. I met Yasmin several years ago at a conference in Bloemfontein, South Africa. She was walking down the hallway in the conference center, and when I saw her, she startled me because her face was shining with a holy light. Immediately a text of scripture came into my mind. I don't know um, if you've seen the promise of Jesus, where he said, "The helper whom the, hol- the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your." remembrance, all the things I've said to you. Well, when I saw Yasmin walking down the hallway, Acts chapter 6, verse 15, flashed into my mind, and it was the story of Stephen as he was testifying, and it said his face was shining like the face of an angel. She came walking down, and I thought, I need to meet this young lady. I wanted to walk down and say, Hello, why is your face shining? But that seemed a little odd, thank you. (laughs) So I just walked down, and I reached my hand, I said, Hello, I'm Derek. What's your name? She said, My name's Yasmin. I said, Well, tell me about yourself, Yasmin. She said, Well, I... I grew up in an Orthodox Muslim home in Kolkata, India, but now I'm a professor at a Seventh-day Adventist university in Zambia. I thought, there has to be a story here. So I said to Yasmin, would you share your testimony with me? She said, yes. Now, whenever I hear a life-changing testimony or sense one, because I've got my eyes open, I always take a recording device. So I took my laptop, and I'm so glad I did because her testimony was so startling. I don't like people who say, well, you know, heard a story, there were two angels. Maybe there were three angels, you know, and I'm not sure. I built an altar that night, and it changed me forever. I met with her later that day. She said, well, I grew up in an Orthodox Muslim home in Kolkata, and I was taught to pray my namaz, my Arabic prayers, five times a day. I was told, you don't need to understand what you're saying. Her native language was Bengali. But she said, I prayed my prayers five times a day. And as a faithful little Muslim girl, she was expected to read through the Quran starting at age eight. And so they hired a teacher Uh, The teacher had memorized the Quran. God forgive us for taking his word so carelessly. This man had memorized his sacred book, and he led Yasmin, reading through the Scriptures, just a young girl, but she would stop and she would say, what does that mean? And he would say, you don't need to understand what it means, you just need to read through it. And even as a young girl, there was a hunger in her heart. Through high school, having heard a little about Jesus but not knowing anything about him, she finished year 10 and then had a short break before continuing her studies before university. And she and her friends decided they would go shopping. Now, she was fairly quiet and somewhat sheltered. She was escorted from her home to the school and back at the end of the day, but it was a group of young girls, and they decided to go shopping together in the city of Kolkata. And they were walking down Park Street. I've been on that road in Kolkata. And they were walking past a red brick building, and she saw a sign that said, Revival. Now, she had no idea what revival meant, but underneath it said, free lunch. (laughs) So she turned to her friends, and they decided that they would go into this revival and get free lunch and save their lunch money and watch a movie that afternoon. So they went in, and as Jasmine shared her story with me, the teacher was speaking about uh, antiquity, But then he opened the scriptures and he spoke about prophecies and and how they were fulfilled in every detail. And she was a very bright young student and, and he caught her attention. Well, after the free lunch, her friend said, let's go shopping. And she said, I think I'm going to stay and listen to the teacher. So she stayed for the whole day. She took careful notes as the teacher spoke about the sacred scriptures. Now, she knew about Jesus. She believed that Jesus was a prophet, but not the last and the greatest prophet, and certainly not the Son of God. Well, she came to the end of the day, and as she was leaving, someone shook her hand in the lobby of the building and said, "'See you tomorrow.' AND SHE SAID, TOMORROW, I THOUGHT IT WAS TODAY. OH, NO, THEY SAID, IT'S ALL WEEK. IT'S ALL WEEK. REVIVAL. WELL, YASMIN WENT HOME. SHE THOUGHT TO HERSELF, I COULDN'T HAVE COME HERE IF THERE WASN'T A BREAK IN SCHOOL. IS IT POSSIBLE THAT GOD HAS GONE AHEAD OF HER? HER FRIENDS CONTACTED HER THE NEXT MORNING. SHALL WE GO SHOPPING? OH, NO, I'M GOING TO GO BACK TO THAT MEETING. OH, THEY SAID, YOU JUST WANT MORE FREE FOOD. She said, oh, well, the food. How do you describe a hunger in your soul? I am so thankful tonight for the word of Jesus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. All week she went taking notes. Then they had a Daniel seminar. She kept going to that. Then they had a quiz to decide who had been paying attention. Would you like to guess who got the highest score on the quiz? 16-year-old Orthodox Muslim, Yasmin. They gave for a gift. Now, may I appeal to you? You have leadership responsibilities. If you have a gift to give someone, don't give them one of those plaques that nobody wants. Would you like to guess what they gave Yasmin? Have you heard my story already? (laughs) They gave her a little red Bible. She wanted to go home and show it to her parents, but she knew it was not the right time, and so she took it home with her, and she began to read. She read the words of Jesus, and it changed her forever. Sultan, thank you for reading. This is what she read. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. She read those words, and she said, I will put Jesus to the test. And the testimony she shared with me startled me. You see, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were baptized uh, right after I was born, literally. So I grew up learning about Jesus, and we just said, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for the food, and I hope you have a nice day. In Jesus' name, amen. That was just what we said. But nobody ever taught me what it means. It took a former Orthodox Muslim. I went back after hearing her testimony and I began to study the Bible for myself. I said, what does it mean? I mean, I've pastored churches, I've been a professor at an Adventist university, and and what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Well, I, I studied my Bible, and I discovered what it does not mean. I was reading in the book of Acts about some sons of a Jewish high priest who decided to try to cast out a demon. Uh, Apparently, some of the Jewish exorcists have been doing this in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. They didn't know Jesus. They had no living connection with Jesus, but they thought they could use the name of Jesus. God help us. It says in verse 14 of Acts 19, there were seven sons of the Jewish chief priest Sceva who did so, and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know. Who are you? (laughs) Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them overpowered them and prevailed against them, so they fled out of that house naked and wounded. I learned a lesson as I came to my Bible that praying in the name of Jesus does not mean to use the name of Jesus like a magic power. Whatever it means, whatever it means to pray in the name of Jesus, It does not mean that we use His name as a magic power. So I kept studying. And then I found in the book of James, chapter 4, where it says, uh, You pray, you ask, but you do not receive, because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. So we pray, uh, Dear God, um, you know, um, help me to be able to sell this car for more than it's really worth to that unsuspecting buyer and then that dear widow down the road help her to sell her car in Jesus' name. No. God forbid that we should dishonor the name of Jesus by seeking to fulfill our selfish desires in His name. Uh, why why? what Yasmin read and what she shared is when we pray in Jesus' name, it is that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So if it doesn't mean to use His name like a magic power or to somehow fulfill our selfish desires, what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? Now, perhaps you have a wonderful pastoral staff here. Perhaps you're sitting here going, Derek, we already know. But you know I've been startled as I've shared this message since the day my life was changed that many people tell me I never knew. We just prayed in Jesus' name. That's just what Christians do. But I discovered as I continued my study one thing that it means to pray in the name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, I'm reading from verse 18. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore. And how were they to go? Were they to go in their own authority? No. When they go in the name of Jesus, hear me now. When they go in the name of Jesus, they go standing under His authority. That's the only way you can explain what happens in Acts chapter 3. They come to the gate called Beautiful, and there's a man begging. And Peter and John look at him, and Peter says, silver and gold, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus. This is not just in Jesus' name, amen. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. And it says he reached out his hand. You see, when you stand, under the authority of Jesus. When you pray in the name of Jesus, standing under His authority, miracles happen. And He reaches out His hand because something is going to happen. And the Bible says the man got up and he went walking and leaping and praising God. And he wasn't the only one because Peter and John looked at each other and they said, The name of Jesus... When you pray in Jesus' name, you are taking your stand under His. Lord. Nobody told me that when I was growing up. We just said blah 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 in Jesus' name, Amen. We stand under His authority, as Pastor Jilda told us. It is the name above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why, if you just learned one thing tonight, it would be the sacred privilege of praying in the name of Jesus. It means that we take our stand under His name. Authority, But I kept studying because I don't know about you, but I think maybe some of the early Christians were confused. They said, but what do you mean? You can ask anything? Anything? And so the Apostle John, who recorded the words of Jesus in his gospel, also in a little letter called 1 John, right before the book of Revelation, chapter 5 gives us a second insight about praying in the name of Jesus. I don't want you to miss this. In fact, if you leave just with one important element, you, you're going to be lopsided, maybe even unstable. 1 John chapter 5, I'm reading from verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That's Jesus. That if, if we ask anything, what does it say in your Bible if you're reading in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 14, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, why? Because we're asking it according to His will. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. You see a troubled person and you say, in Jesus' name, I pray peace over this person. You know that's the will of God. You don't have to say, if it's your will, Lord, to give this person the assurance because she just confessed her sins, but she's, feeling, she's still feeling burdened. But I pray in the name of Jesus that you would lift that burden. Set her free in Jesus' name. We are standing under His authority and surrendered to His... Ah. Nobody told me. I can't pray anymore and just say in Jesus' name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. But you see, my prayers are not simply for me when I pray in Jesus' name. They are, as a young, former Orthodox Muslim taught me. I don't know where I missed that, that the Father may be glorified in the sun. Yasmin said, I'm, I'm going to put Jesus to the test. So she prayed her first prayer. Would you like to know, this young Orthodox Muslim, what her first prayer was, 16 years old? She wore these little leather sandals, which are fairly common in India. I don't know what you call them, like a little flip-flop sandal, Right? You know what I'm talking about. There's a little strap you hold with your toes, yes? But her sandals would always break. That little strap would break. And if you've ever had that happen, you don't have a shoe anymore. (laughs) So she said, I'm going to pray. Lord, help my sandals not to break. In the name of Jesus, amen. You said, that's not a prayer. That's not a real prayer. Well, let me ask you a question. Is this young lady playing games? Or is she testing to see if in the name of Jesus, miracles happen? Let me ask you a question. Do you think that Jesus is able to take care of her sandals? I mean, isn't there a text about going through the wilderness for 40 years? We're not talking, I'm not telling you you'll never need to buy shoes again. I'm just telling you that when someone seeks for Jesus with an open heart, And when someone prays in Jesus' name, standing under his, and surrendered to his, miracles will happen. Now, she didn't know at first. She just kept going. But she's telling her testimony to me in Blomfontein, South Africa, tears running down her cheeks. She looked at me. She said, Derek, that was 15 years ago. My sandals have never broken since. Now, I I know that sounds rather extreme. And I... Her face is still shining with the holy light. I'm sure she has to buy other things in her life, so... She didn't know, but as days and weeks passed, she noticed her sandals weren't breaking, so she said, I'm going to pray another prayer. Now, don't be too harsh. She's only 16, and she's an Orthodox Muslim, but maybe she is doing something that we need to do. She was a very good student. She was studying for biology. They were studying about meiosis and mitosis. Anyone know what that is? You can explain it to me afterwards. (laughs) Meiosis and mitosis. And she said, I'm going to pray another prayer. Could it be that Jesus is more than just another prophet? What's the answer? Could it be that he is indeed the Son of God? Could it be that when we pray in Jesus' name, we know we have the answer that we ask of him? She said, okay, pray again. Lord, tomorrow in biology class help the teacher to ask a question that no one can answer. He said, that's not a prayer. But then have the teacher ask me if I know the answer. In the name of Jesus, amen. She goes to school the next day, sits down, teacher's teaching in biology class about meiosis and mitosis. He asks a question no one can answer. Now, I don't know, do you remember back in school, the person who would always go, ooh, 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 you remember? Was that you? No. (laughs) She just sat there. The teacher walked right up to her and said, do you know the answer? She said, yes. Gave him a perfect answer. He was very impressed. But as she walked out of class, do you think she was thinking, I'm a good student? No. What was she thinking? The name of Jesus. She kept going to that red brick building where the revival was. I've been to that. It is our only Seventh-day Adventist church there in Kolkata. She kept going, and finally, after a year, she asked if she could be baptized in the name of Jesus. And become part of this movement, preparing for the soon coming of Jesus. Do you know they didn't want to baptize her? They said, no, you're a Muslim girl. Why, that could be dangerous. I met the pastor, Mark, who baptized her. Someone will stand up and follow the the leading of Jesus. He went out on a limb. He said, well, you pray for a week. I'll pray for a week if after one week you are still completely convinced that you should be baptized. I will baptize you in the name of Jesus. She came back still convinced. She was baptized. She wished her parents could have been there. She was baptized in the name of Jesus. When her father found out, you can only imagine what happened. I've got six minutes left. But I want you to know that this young Muslim girl, she taught me how to pray. Because when we pray in Jesus' name, standing under His and surrendered to His, miracles happen. Father goes into her room, throws some clothes into a little red suitcase, brings it out and says, there's no place for an infidel in my house. Points to the door. Mother tries to intervene. Where is she going to go? Father says, my decision is made. She steps out and the door closes behind her. What do you suggest that Yasmin do now? Pray. And how should she pray? Standing under his and surrendered to His. Lord, where shall I go? And the answer came, go to the church. And when she got there, Pastor, the pastor was waiting for her. Do you believe in a miracle-working God? The pastor was waiting for her. He had a check for 25,000 rupees, and a train ticket in his hand. It was the amount for her to go to Spicer Memorial College to study, and a ticket. Now, she told me, she said, you know, young girls don't travel across India 36 hours on the train by themselves. They could be, well, you know all of the things that could happen in 36 hours. But this young lady got on the train, now barely 18 years old, and traveled from Kolkata all the way to Pune, India in the west. And she was not afraid because she had prayed in the name of Jesus. God help us. Three o'clock in the morning, she arrives at the Pune train station. Have you ever got to a train station at three in the morning? There are weird people sleeping there. (laughs) She got off the train with her little red suitcase. She has no idea where Spicer Memorial College is. Everybody's going to their intended destination. She stands there, she doesn't know where to go, but she's prayed in Jesus' name. And a tall man, a tall slender man walked up to her and said, uh, where are you going, my child? Spoke to her in her mother tongue. you know how many languages there are in India? Over a hundred. She's way over in Pune. He speaks Bengali to her from Kolkata. Where are you going, my child? She says, I'm going to Spicer Memorial College. He said, I will take you goes outside. Have you seen one of these rickshaw, auto rickshaws? The old ones used to have a person, you know, running with a little bench behind, but now they have little motorcycles with a bench behind. And he points, she puts the, he puts the bag, she gets in, drives out three-something in the morning, all dark. This man could be, you know, all kinds of things, driving her out into the darkness. But you see, she is standing under the authority of Jesus, and she is surrendered to His will and no weapon fashioned against her will prosper. This man drives her all the way to the front gate of Spicer Memorial College. She said, if he dropped me here, (laughs) I'd have no idea where to go. But he drove her inside all the way to the girls' dorm. He said, here you are. She studied there for seven years, undergrad, graduate, with honors, outstanding student, recently completed her Ph.D., brilliant student but many times she went back to that station to look for that tall slender man you know don't you he was never there except that night when she prayed in Jesus name I wish I could share the rest of the story but I will tell you that during her study she got a phone call from her father he was sick he said Yasmin will you pray for me She said, Papa, I pray in the name of Jesus. He said, I know. I don't know how many miles it is from Pune to Kolkata, but over that phone line, she prayed in the name of Jesus, and her father was healed. You see, if you ask anything in my name, And I'm not saying that all of us who are sick will have our sickness taken away. I'm saying that the Father will be glorified. Please don't misunderstand me. Godly people suffer. But I'm telling you, this picture was bigger than what happens to people. It's about salvation. It's about people understanding that Jesus is more than just another prophet. It's more than a tagline at the end of your prayers. That when we pray in Jesus' name standing under His authority and surrendered to His will. Miracles happen. They happen in our lives, not to bring glory to us, but that the Father may be glorified in the Son and at His name. Every knee shall bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. We're going to pray now. And when you pray, pray in Jesus' name. Amen.